Hey everyone, quick message before the episode begins. Um, I apologize ahead of time if you hear any outside noises that does not include my voice. Um, I'm currently using my phone to record my podcast, so I don't really have a good mic that can just focus on, on my voice alone. So yeah, I apologize for that ahead of time, but I hope you guys enjoy the episode. What's up, mofos? Um, welcome to the second episode of the David Ornella Show. I want to thank everybody that's tuning in for, you know, giving me the shot, for listening, for giving me that play. My first episode had, <laughs> it literally only had three plays, but hey, it's more than I expected. I thought I was only going to get one play, and I thought that play was going to be my girlfriend, which she did give me a play, but... Surprisingly, I got two extra plays out of it, too. So that's good. You know, we all start from somewhere. But yeah, this is the second episode, you guys. Um, As of this recording, it's Friday, June 8th. Uh, I hope everybody had a great day. It was beautiful outside, really sunny. Um, So yeah, we're going to do the usual, which is, if you're just now tuning in, what I do is I talk about everything that's going on in the world of sports and geek culture as well. And I have it in two different sections. The first section, I usually go over is sports. And then that's when I get into um, everything that's going on. Anything from the NBA to the NFL to world soccer and stuff like that. And then after that section, that's when I start talking about all the geeky stuff, all the good stuff for you nerds out there. But yeah, today we got a lot of stuff going on, guys, a lot of stuff. And um, so yeah, let's kick it off with sports first. So in the world of sports, um, where do we even begin? So, okay, I guess I'll start with uh, the Warriors in Toronto, Raptors game three. So my post-match analysis, my post-match thoughts for it is um, it's... Going, this whole series in general is going a lot different than I expected. Because I wasn't expect. well, scratch that. I was expecting Toronto to uh, still one game at the Warriors' home court. But I didn't think it'd be game three. A part of me did, but I thought maybe game four they would have taken that one. But, so right now, the Raptors are leading the series 2-1. And all I can say is that Steph has been showing up big time this whole series. Unfortunately, those 30 points a game that he's averaging, it's not enough to beat the Raptors. And it's funny saying this because Steph has been in five consecutive finals appearances now. Ever since they uh, started back in 2015. No, wait, it's I think it's four. No, it should be five. I must, okay, let's go with five. So, Steph, either way, has been in four or five consecutive NBA final appearances now. I felt like in the first one, he didn't really show up all that much. In the second one, he did all right. He he did pretty good, but when it came to really um, important moments throughout the series, I feel like he wasn't 
there. He, he was a no-show to me. And then once KD came in, and they went their third year, and then they beat the Cavs 4-1, to that's when Steph started playing a lot better, in my opinion. Like, he started... Um, his shots were going in a lot more. He seemed more confident in his play. And and then in this series, last series he did good too. Whenever they swept the Cavs 4-0, he did pretty good too. Some people thought he should have won finals MVP, but I think it was clearly Kevin Durant's. I think it was clearly KD that deserved it, rightfully so. And now in this finals, KD isn't playing because he's hurt, of course. And now Clay Thompson is hurt too. So it's just making the load for Steph to carry a lot heavier. But even then, I think he's playing pretty good. But like I said, it's just not enough to get them over that edge. And I don't know. But game four is tonight. It starts in about 15 minutes at the time of this recording at 8 o'clock. So I'm going to be watching that for sure. This time around, I have the Warriors winning. I think I don't think they're gonna let themselves lose two in a row, especially in their home court. Something they're gonna get. I think they're gonna get this dub, tie the series two to two, and then take it back to Toronto for Game Five. But I expect Steph to drop thirty points again, and have about nine assists. And I expect Draymond to play a lot better too. I expect Boogie Cousins to play a lot better. He kind of disappointed in game uh, three. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Speaking of Stephen Curry though, this last game he dropped 47 points. Jesus Christ, that's insane. 47 points, that's almost half of your team's total output. So he was a scoring machine last game, but like I said, he just... Even that wasn't enough to get the Warriors the win that they easily could have gotten. But yeah, we'll see how the rest of the series goes, you guys. And the next piece of news. Um, <laughs> okay, this one's pretty hilarious. So, Paul Pierce, uh, former Celtics player, Hall of Famer. Um, recently, he admitted that... <laughs> get this. He said... That in the 2008 NBA Finals, I think that's when they faced the Lakers. But he said in that series, in one of the games, he faked an injury because he actually shit himself. So, <laughs> so this guy shit himself and then he faked an injury just so that they could get him off the court. <laughs> God, that's so embarrassing. I'm surprised he even came out and admitted to this. Oh, man. Freaking Paul Pierce, I swear to God. But, um... I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, honestly. He did good at that series, though, all things considered. But, yeah. I think that's pretty bold and... A little crazy to come out and admit something like that. Pretty funny little nugget that I wanted to... Um... You know, talk about for a moment. But, uh... Anyways, uh... Okay. So... I think that's all I got for basketball right now, because, I mean, really, it's the finals, so we're approaching the end of this of the NBA season, so there's not really much else to talk about except for the finals games themselves, but um, on to uh, soccer now. Okay, this is really important news because it has to do with 
one of the two greatest players of all time in the world of soccer, and that's Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, so it just came out recently. The BBC reported that um, that his rape accuser... I don't know if you guys know, actually knew this, but about, I think a few months ago, it came out that some some chick... Um, she came out and and accused Ronaldo of raping her in Las Vegas, apparently. I don't know. That's her story. But she said that in a club, you know, where you go and dance, get drunk, start drinking a lot, get uh, bold with people. She said that um, Ronaldo had raped her, you know. And me, as a huge Ronaldo fan, I was obviously hoping that wasn't true. And I think, um, so the real bit of news is that she quietly dropped a lawsuit, you know, like it wasn't really reported on as big as it should have been, you know, she just quietly dropped the lawsuit. So my guess is that she either knows she can't win or maybe it is true. And then she met in a settlement with Ronaldo. Either way, it's a terrible situation, and I'm hoping he didn't do such a thing. You know, I mean, that's just... I mean, for him to do something like that, that's just steeping really low. You know, I mean, like, the guy is chiseled, looks like a like a Greek model, so I don't know why he would even have to resort to something like that. It's just really disappointing. But I hope, I hope she's all right. Um, I hope it didn't happen. But yeah, guys, I'm guessing that this whole piece of news is just going to die out and people aren't really going to remember this like they should have. But yeah. And then now next, what I want to talk about is. um, So on episode one, I was talking about um, the semifinal match between Ronaldo. I mean, not Ronaldo, between Portugal and... Switzerland. Now, Portugal ended up beating them, and Ronaldo scored a hat trick. For those of you that don't know what a hat trick is, it's basically when a player scores three goals in one game. It's really hard to do, but anyways, Ronaldo was able to do it. Then, man, and then to be able to do it in a semifinal match—that's just, oh God, he just adds a lot to his greatness. I mean, the man is not slowing down. He's thirty-four years of age, I think. And to be playing at this level, along with Messi as well, they're aliens. They're literally aliens to the sport. But back to what I was going to get into. So Portugal beat Switzerland. They beat them 3-1. to one. And um, Portugal was who I actually thought would definitely beat Switzerland. So I was right in that prediction. But in the other semifinal match that happened yesterday... Um, I went a little bit over it in my first episode, but it was between England and the Netherlands. Now, in episode one, I predicted that England was going to win round two to one or something. But, man, was I wrong? First, I just want to say what a match. It was such a good game. Such a good game. It was pretty competitive uh, for the most part. Netherlands was definitely slightly outplaying England, but I thought for the most part it was a pretty balanced game. The first goal came from Rashford, 
and I think the 32nd minute he scored a penalty kick and then so England was up 1-0 by that point and then the Netherlands they answered back later in the game and it, it was a nice goal too that they scored nice pass but um so yeah it was 1-1 and then I'm gonna be honest guys I think England shot themselves in the foot so many times they made so many mistakes god god I really wanted England to win but yeah I think if they would have limited the number of mistakes that they made they probably could have gone the edge over the Netherlands but the Netherlands are a good team so credit to them but anyways the game ended up going to overtime they played for an extra 30 minutes I thought this was where England could really step up and seal the deal but this is where their mistakes got big I mean they literally got scored on twice in overtime so that pretty much sealed the deal for the Netherlands um pretty disappointing for England amazing for the Netherlands they get to move on to the final match against Portugal Keep in mind, this is the first ever UEFA Nations League uh, season. So, whoever wins this match is going to be really special. They're going to make history because we know this this Nations League is going to keep going. And whoever wins this match is going to get to brag about how they were the first ever to win the UEFA Nations League final. But in terms of the final, um, they're playing on Sunday. And... This is going to be a tough match, you guys. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. But I'm going to give... My my heart says Portugal wins it. But my head says the Netherlands. I just think they're a better team. They have more depth. I think Ronaldo's going to come up big. I think he's going to definitely score at least one goal. But my brain says the Netherlands is going to win this match. But I'm hoping I'm wrong because I'm rooting for Portugal. But yeah, I'll report on that Monday. Now, in the last, well, it's not really the last, but close to the last piece of news in the world of soccer. The Chelsea forward, Eden Hazard, he has officially, it's been confirmed by BBC and other various media outlets. It's been confirmed that Eden Hazard has been signed by Real Madrid. So he's officially a a blanco. I think I think this is a good addition to Real Madrid. I think they're missing a player like him. And then with the return of their coach, their former coach, Zinedine Zidane, I think they're going to do a lot of damage next season, especially in the UEFA Champions League I think Eden Hazard is a really good addition I think he's one of those missing pieces that Real Madrid needs um, apparently so reports are saying that he's been signed for 83 million which is damn that's a lot homeboy's gonna be banking big time but I'm surprised he's left Chelsea I thought he was literally just gonna play the rest of his career there but Real Madrid is one of those clubs that just has an infinite amount of money, apparently. So they can really buy anybody they want. 
But yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm expecting his goal averages to go a lot more. Because as good as Barcelona and Real Madrid are, the rest of the Liga, like the Spanish League, isn't really at their level. So I think that's why you see a lot of more uh, scoring from top players that play for those two clubs in that league. Because in the English Premier League, all the teams are very level. It's just more competitive. There's more parity. And I think that's why... I think that's for sure the reason why you can expect to see Eden Hazard's goal count skyrocket next season. And now in the last piece of news for Roe this time of uh, the, the world of soccer, um, the Women's World Cup just started. And... I wasn't really t- I wasn't really going to talk about this, but when it comes to the World Cup and international competitions, I always root for the USA and Mexico. But unfortunately, in the men's tournaments, in the men's team, we're not really that good. Let's just be honest, we're not that good. We're one of the better teams in the CONCACAF region, but which is the North American region for those of you non-soccer fans. But I mean, that's not saying that much. We're literally one of the worst regions in the world, you know? I mean, if we were one of the top ones in the South American or in the European regions, then hey, brag all we want, right? But we're not that good, you guys. Which is why I like watching the women's USA team play, because the women's USA team is really, really good. Um, which is not expected at all because soccer isn't really as big in the U.S. as other countries. But man, we got a good-ass team. Good-ass women's team. Um, so yeah, the World Cup just started. Uh, the first match, I believe, the opening match was France and South Korea. And right here, I'm, I'm looking at the final score. France beat the living crap out of South Korea. 4 nothing was the final, the final uh, score. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I think the favorites are Germany, France, USA, obviously, and probably Canada. Because in the women's side of things, it's it, it's a lot different. You know, like the usual favorites in the men's side is Brazil, Germany, France, Spain, um, Argentina, stuff like that. You know, basically all the South American and European teams. But in the women's side, it's USA that's definitely the best most of the time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be reporting on more matches. And I'll, I'll, I'll be reporting on the first USA match, too. Because the first USA match is going to be against Thailand. They play on Tuesday, June 11th. I'm going to be watching that for sure. And I'll post my my thoughts about it on that episode. But that's really it, you guys, for the world of sports. Now to move on to the geek stuff. The super nerdy shit. So, I mean, this is kind of nerdy, not really, but it has to do with something nerdy. But the first piece of news I got is uh, the actor that plays Billy Batson in Shazam. Apparently, the boy can sing. What the hell? He just released a music video with Wiz Khalifa. Um, I, I actually got to see it. And um, it was alright, I guess, you know. I mean, 
I can tell the kid can sing, but it's just a lot of auto-tune for my liking. But, um, I thought Wiz Khalifa's verse was pretty good. I thought the video was alright, you know. I had no idea the boy can dance. He's doing some Michael Jackson type of shit in that video. Uh, but yeah, that's really it for that. I mean, it was alright. But, you know, he does play Billy Batson, so I thought I should have reported on it. The second piece of news that, and this one is pretty surprising, you guys. So, the DC Universe um, app or service, whatever you want to call it, they, they, they came out and said that they're canceling Swamp Thing before the season's even over. That's not good. That's not good. I thought making a Swamp Thing show in the first place was kind of a dumb idea. Because the budget... It's because you can tell that, you know, they just don't have the budget to make a Swamp Thing type of show. I always thought Swamp Thing should be a a horror type movie. You know, like a B-level movie. But for a show, I don't know why they would do that. But, yeah, that's sad news if you were enjoying the show so far. And... This just proves again that, for the most part, DC doesn't know what they're doing. But yeah, it, it got canceled. Womp womp. Now, um, now into the video game world. It's, it's still geeky stuff, but specifically video games we're talking about here. Um, it's been confirmed by Bungie that Disney is going free to play. Which means that I might actually give it a shot now. You know? Because... I had the first Destiny, and while I enjoyed it, it definitely had a lot of issues. It's not the game I expected it to be. It was, um, I don't know, it's just that from the marketing, Bungie just gave me the idea that it was going to be a, uh, a MMO type of first-person shooter, you know? I mean, I get that it's open world on paper, but it doesn't really feel like it. The world feels completely empty, and I thought they were, were going to fix that issue in Destiny 2. But they didn't. It still feels empty as well from what I can see. But now that it's going for to play a, I might go back to it, see what's going on. You know. Might play it for what it is. But yeah, for any of you guys out there that haven't played Destiny 2 yet, um, you should probably give it a shot. Let's see what it's about. It's going for to play, you know. There's nothing to lose. So why not give it a try? And now in the last bit of video game news. Um, the mastermind behind it all, the main guy, the leader of Bethesda Studios, Mr. Todd Howard himself, he recently, IGN released a video recently of an interview with him, and they talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, he talked about things going on with Bethesda, changes, and everything like that. One of the key things that I took away was how he talked about prior to Fallout 4, Bethesda was really, they had about 100 people working there. And he said that now they currently have 400 people working there. So they definitely raised their employee count. So I'm guessing, you know, I don't know why they did this. Because you'd figure that with more people, they can release games at a much quicker pace but he literally said that even with 400 people they're still making the same 
rate of progress as they were with 100 people. So I don't know, like maybe there's something missing that I just can't see, but I don't know what's the point of that. And then why hire more people like that if it's not going to speed up the process? But I thought that was pretty interesting anyways. Another thing that really made sense to me that he said was about, he talked about how the reason why he keeps a low number of people in the first place is because he thinks creatively it's a better decision to have a less amount of people, you know, like a more concentrated amount of workers, of creatives working on one project and extending the time it takes for them to release it than having about a thousand or more creatives working on a single project just to release it a lot quicker. And I think that's the best way to go, honestly. It's because Call of Duty really spoiled us and the fact that they released games every year. And for a while, that was working, you know, because the game's quality was staying at the top level. But recently, we've seen it kind of backfire on them. The quality just isn't the same anymore. It went all it, it all went downhill whenever Ghost came out, honestly. Ghost had some good parts about it, but it really did go downhill after that. Anyways, I don't mean to get on a tangent, so... But, yeah. So, that's why I think it's a much better decision, creatively speaking, to have a lesser amount of people working on a project. Yeah, it may take longer, but I think... I think the vision that they're striving for will come out more accurate, more precise. And um, the other thing Todd Howard talked about was Starfield, which is a new IP that they're working on. It's going to be the first new IP, I think, from them that I've seen besides Fallout and uh, the Elder Scrolls games. And I'm really excited about Starfield, especially what he's been saying recently, because I've always thought, man... If Bethesda could make a game that that runs like, you know, that works like Fallout and like Elder Scrolls and... So, so what I mean by that is an, an open world game where you really have so much freedom to do whatever you want. To explore a vast open world full of life that doesn't feel empty like something off of Destiny. But if they could have that in a sci-fi setting, oh man, take my money take my fucking money you guys honestly but he said that this surprised me he said that they had been working or that development for starfield had begun three years ago and if you know anything about bethesda they release a new game every four years they take turns for example they'll release fallout 3 and then four years later the older scrolls 5 and then four years later fallout 4 And now four years later, hey, hey, I think, (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I think we're finna get Starfield pretty soon. I'm I'm expecting it to come out at the latest 2020. I'm hoping they surprise us and we get a surprise reveal of 2019, but I doubt it. I think they want to, because last I heard, I think last E3, they said they wanted to release it on, on next gen consoles, so... And I don't know when those are coming out. I don't think those are coming out for at least another year or two. Who knows? We might see a reveal, actually, for next-gen consoles this coming, this upcoming E3. But I doubt it. But yeah, Starfield, guys, I'm super hyped about it. I'm hoping it, it's, it's, I'm hoping it's everything I want it to be. The question is, will they go a more sci-fi 
like a hard sci-fi direction like Star Trek or where they go space fantasy like Star Wars. I'm hoping they go more of a hard sci-fi, but I wouldn't mind a space fantasy or who knows, maybe they'll do a combination of both. Whatever it is, I'm excited. Um, I trust Bethesda. I know they haven't been the best lately, especially with that monstrosity that was Fallout 76. But I'm hoping this is the game where they get back on track with things. Where they go back to being the awesome developer that we all know they can be. And, um, yeah. Now, back to the movies. That was all I had for the video games. But, back to the movies. So, this is pretty exciting. There's rumors circulating the, the interwebs. That Tarantino is thinking about... Making a Django Unchained sequel with Zorro in it. Man. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds hype as hell. The first Django Unchained was freaking awesome. Jamie Foxx did a terrific job. All the the acting is always good in Tarantino movies, so. So yeah, but I was a big fan of the first Django Unchained. And I'm hoping this is true. But I feel like the likelihood of this happening is pretty low. Because Tarantino, or so he says, he says he's going to retire after his 10th movie or something like that. He thinks that after a while, directors start to lose their touch. So I think his argument is that he wants to retire, you know, at the top of his game. But I'm sure he'll come back, you know. I'm sure he'll retire for like five years and then come back. But if that's the case, if he does go through with that plan... I think it's unlikely that his 10th movie, that his last movie, is a sequel. I think he's going to want to do something original. But, man, guys, the idea of a of a movie with Django, a badass cowboy, and with Zorro, the fencer, the, the badass swordsman. I mean, imagine that. That'd be freaking awesome. I heard they made a comic book about it, actually. So, maybe that's where Tarantino got inspiration about it. Um, but that's pretty awesome. It'd be like a, like a Wild West buddy cop movie, basically. Set in, yeah, it's just set in the Wild West. In the American frontier era. I really hope it does happen. I want to see a lot of Zorro. Zorro's just one of those badass looking characters, so I wouldn't mind seeing him in a Tarantino movie. (laughs) Imagine him with that dialogue. God, that'd be epic. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it happens, guys. But if anything else re- um, related to this comes out, I'll make sure to keep you guys up to date. On to the next thing. The next thing is Indiana Jones 5 starts filming next week. This is according to Indiana Jones himself, uh, Harrison Ford. So this literally came out of left field. I had no idea that Indiana Jones 5 was even happening. I don't know, maybe I've just been living under a rock or something, but I heard nothing in the past year about an Indiana Jones 5 happening. So the fact that Harrison Ford just came out out of the blue and was like, hey, we're going to start filming this shit next week, that caught me off guard. But I know, I know this is going to sound lame to like a lot of nerds, a lot of my fellow geeks, but I've actually never seen an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, I know. I'm lame. I'm pretty lame. But I'm going to make it a mission to start watching them just in case. Well, not just in case. I mean, this is like concrete now. But 
yeah, I'm definitely going to start watching them. Um, hopefully, I'll be done with the series by the time the fifth one comes out. Although, I've been told to skip the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or something like that. I think it's the the last one they made. Yeah, I've been told to skip that one. It's done with Shia LaBeouf, but... I don't know. I'm just going to watch them all. But yeah. And now... Nearing the end of my movie news. So... This is also kind of out of left field for me. It was just confirmed... That... Okay, so let me... Take a step back and backtrack, alright? To give you guys more context. So... Within the past year, we've been hearing rumblings of a possible film adaptation of the Uncharted video game series happening. And for a while, it seemed like it was catching steam. But then, last I heard, it got cancelled or something like that. But apparently now, it's come out and confirmed, actually, that there is indeed an Uncharted movie coming out. And it's slated to come out in winter 2020. And not only that, but they even got Tom Holland, the current actor playing Spider-Man, to play Nathan Drake, who's the main character of Uncharted. To be honest, you guys, I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, I'm glad that an that Uncharted movie is happening, right? I think it's a... I think that's a good video game that can be adapted into a movie. Because the video games themselves are pretty cinematic in nature, so I'm sure... I'm sure it'll be a lot easier to adapt this into a movie than other video games. But, so that's all cool and all right. That a Uncharted movie's coming out. All right, cool, great. And as much as I like Tom Holland, like, why? Like, I just can't see him as Nathan Drake. Tom Holland's too young. You know, like, to me, Nathan Drake is a slightly older guy, you know, in his early 30s. With, uh... With like one one or two months stubble on his face. Whereas Tom Holland is a baby-faced kid. I mean, literally, he's playing a teenager in Spider-Man. And the reason why he's so good at Spider-Man is because it's, so to, to, it's so easy to believe him as a teenager. Because he literally looks like one. And I know that the guy is like 22 or something. But still, he looks fairly young. And I think he looks too young to play Nathan Drake. But hey, hopefully I'm wrong. I'm sure he can pull it off. The guy is a great actor. He's proved himself already to me. But just physically speaking, I don't see Nathan Drake in it. You know, I don't see Nathan Drake in him. But who knows, maybe he'll knock it out of the park. Or maybe I'm right and then he sucks at Nathan Drake. Hopefully not. But yeah, guys. I think that's pretty awesome that a Uncharted movie is actually happening. And it's coming out pretty soon too. I mean, they slated it for winter 2020. It's not bad. I think that I think that's when uh, I think that's when Aquaman two comes out, doesn't it? Could be wrong about that, but I'm excited to see it. But I just don't know how to feel about Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. But we'll see how it goes. And now in the last bit of movie news, and for the geek section in general. So, this is not too surprising, but. With the success of Aladdin, um, Disney officially has all top three domestic box office movies of 2019. 
They're all Disney movies. First place is Avengers with 800-something million, domestically speaking. That's how much a lot of movies make worldwide, but Avengers made that domestically only. And I believe worldwide right now, I think worldwide Avengers Endgame is about 100 million away from catching Avatar. Whether it does it or not is kind of a question, a huge question mark now. I personally don't think it's going to reach it. I think it's going to come close, but I don't think it's going to reach it. That's just an insane amount of money. At first, it seemed like it was like it was because of how quickly it got to two billion, but it seems like once it got to two billion, it started slowing down a lot. And hey, no shame in coming to second place to Avatar. I mean, the Avengers Endgame still made two point seven billion dollars and counting. So either way, it's a win for Disney. And then number two is Captain Marvel, that made a lot of money also domestically. That's not surprising at all. And now Aladdin. This just goes to show that Disney eventually is going to literally buy everything and just take total control of the world. Not just playing that hyperbole, but you guys know what I mean. But yeah, guys, that about does it for episode two. Um, I really appreciate anybody that takes the time to give this a lesson. Um, I'm going to be posting two episodes weekly. I'm going to shoot for Mondays and Fridays. Those are the days I want to post episodes. But yeah, guys, I appreciate anybody that listens to this. And um, I hope you guys reach back out to me too because I'm I'm plugging myself in through my social medias. So I'm hoping whoever does give this a listen, I'm hoping you guys respond with criticisms, uh, just valuable feedback in general so that I can get better myself. Because I know I have a lot to work on, but I really am going to try my best with this podcast. And I'm going to improve every, everything that I can in every way that I can. So thank you guys and have a great day.